Hi, I'm your host, Anthony Giorgio, and you're listening to another episode of QT, Queer Teen Podcast, encouraging the next generation of queer youth from across the world to stand up for what's right. Sitting in a coffee shop, everyone, in Frostburg, West Virginia. Maryland. Maryland. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. Maryland. I know. It's across the river. I know. I know. Um, Maryland. Pretty much the same thing. But Maryland. Uh, they even said it over there. Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Maryland. Frostburg, Maryland. Um, and we're just going to talk um, a little bit about pop culture. And the positive and negative influences it has in the media and on you and in an area like this. What is it like with uh, Frostburg specifically? Let's talk about universities, right? And colleges, and they're supposed to be the place where anyone can be whoever they want to be. Mm-hmm. What's it like here at Frostburg? Um, I, both uh, me and Cody, have never actually attended FSU, however we both are aware of their they have an LGBT club, much similar to the one that we were in at our community college. Okay. So they do have a club and as I I actually had worked on the campus in the food court and I always saw a very diverse group of people and it's I think actually at one point I saw a massive meeting between the entire I believe it's called the Spectrum Club, like all together wearing like LGBT T shirts and it was really cute. That's cool. Alright, so that's there. People are doing something. Mm-hmm. Uh, do they have events? Have you gone? Uh, were there any events that you know? They they do have events. Yes, um, they they were gonna have a drag show this past. Um, I believe I think it was supposed to be yesterday. And I just want everybody to drop everything at once. Just get another way. That's funny. Yeah, they, they were supposed to have a drag show yesterday, but they had to cancel because they couldn't get enough performers. So. They ended up changing that into a movie night, and they've had drag shows um, uh, previously, but um, they they like to have a few performers, so it's not just a really boring show. And where do they get their queens from? Just school? Um, I mean, for the most part, it it was uh, me who was basically hosting as the main performer. Um, and then there were... In, in drag? Uh, yes. What's their, na- what's their name? Uh, Envy Divine. What is it? Envy Divine. Envy Divine. Cool. Um, and we... Uh, I would get queens from the local area, and then there, then the Spectrum group would get uh, uh, performers who go to school at FSU. That's cool. Alright, since we're doing pop culture, drag culture, I wonder what it's like around here. Like, because, you know, RuPaul's Drag Race, regardless of who you are, you know it's there because it's on VH1 now, too. It's not just on Logo. And they just have the UK one now. And of course, they have the big conventions. Um, and they actually have one called Dragutant, which is only for people under 18 that does drag. Really? Yeah, it's really cool. They just, this is, it's brand new. It's in Denver, Colorado. Um, so, what you guys both can talk about this, but what is some of your positive, we're going to do all the positive ones first, positive influences in queer culture that kind of, that moment in your life where you were like, yes, that's me. I would, I would probably say, like, I, I jumped in on watching Drag Race after I got into a fight with my dad when I was like 17. And um, he just ended up putting it on the TV and was like, here, we're going to watch this. And that was a big shocker for me because I, wait, wait, I don't wait, know wait. why. Why did he put that on after a fight? That's a good question. I don't know. His way of telling you he knows? I mean, I, I came out to him like three, four months before that. Okay. Um, and Drag Race is kind of like... Since it's become so mainstream, it's very... It, it's let a lot of 
uh, people look into uh, what the lives of uh, some queer people is like. Because yeah. we, before that, didn't really exist like anywhere. Yeah. So. Not a positive influence because like there's plenty of obviously queer movies back in the day. But usually it's like some tragic story. Yeah, like in the vast majority of them, it's yeah. either making fun of them or mm-hmm. the queer person's the villain. Making fun of them, yeah. Or um, they, the queer person ends up dying yeah. either halfway or at the end of the movie. And it's, it's not can you, can you remember a time like before Drag Race like that you saw when you were younger where it kind of made you feel a certain way on TV um, or movies? Or in a magazine. Okay, so I watched a lot of Powerpuff Girls when I was a kid. I mean, listen. <laughs> well, of course. Um, I love Powerpuff Girls. And I believe the uh, one the one antagonist uh, is named him. Uh, the devil uh, genderqueer villain. Like, I, I saw something that was actually... It was queer-coded, and it was the villain, and that wasn't the best, but it was something that I felt I could connect You're with. You're like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, like, there was definitely something that might be me. So. <laughs> the Powerpuff Girls. All right, girls. That's cool. I mean, this comes up when I talk about this stuff, but superheroes in general a lot of the times, because they do write a lot of queer culture in there. Yeah. Some of them are queer. Uh, you know, uh, supposedly, uh, is it, um, what's the one, uh, I'm so bad with this stuff. I'm talking about pop culture. And Superwoman, I... uh, is oh, yeah. a lesbian. That's right. They're making her, too, on the yeah. TV show, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. In, in Supergirl, in Supergirl, uh, uh, one of the live-action adaptations they have of the comics, uh, the TV show, they actually have an openly trans character who who was like who it was like not only just the actors openly trans, the character in the canon is openly trans. Oh cool. That's new, right? Yeah, her name is uh, Nicole Maines. She is uh, a young trans actress. Oh cool. See? And I'm telling you it's because of like show, like Pose. Pose really like started to like open up and Euphoria. Yeah, and it's yeah. like also like and then the, if a person's watching it, and it's not specifically about a trans character, but they just happen to be trans, right? But they're just the lead of the show. Because we, we don't have a lot of leads in the shows. Like, four characters, if you think about it. With the exception, maybe? No, because that person's not even gay. Um, Will and Grace, but the actor isn't gay. Right. You know, he, Will's not gay. So, like, they don't put them as leads. Like, you know, we don't get to see that. Until, like, show, until post. And maybe shows over in the BBC because they're a little ahead of us. I think uh, Pose, and then the only the only thing that I can think of that came before that that had a queer person playing a queer character was uh, Sarah Paulson in season I want to say seven of American Horror Story in Cult, whichever season that was. Uh, because oh sure, she's a lesbian, right? Yeah, and she was playing a lesbian character, so. I think that that's like the only time before Pose that I actually saw a, a queer person playing a queer character in something yeah, other than an indie anything. film. Besides an independent film. Yeah. And usually those are not that great. Yeah. Uh, and they're also tragic. Like, they're not like, you know, they're not like just a pretty simple movie. There's a really, did you guys watch that show, um, uh, Special? Yes, I did. It's really good. Yeah, that. Oh my gosh, I recommend watching it if okay. you haven't seen it. It's um, it has uh, a gay guy with uh, CP, cerebral palsy, mm-hmm. and for, he for real? Oh my God. <clears throat> like the it, it was written by him, directed by him, and he is the lead actor wow. because that's his actual life, pretty much. Yeah, wow. and it shows his experiences in the queer community as a disabled queer person. Wow, that sounds really cool. Mm-hmm. It's really funny too. Mm. And it's not about him being that, it's about having, having lying about actually his CP. And saying he got into like a car accident and that's why he has it. It's the way he, it's really it's funny. 
Cool. What are some of yours? Or what was the first thing you could remember? Okay, so there was always there's always the token gay episode on this on you know on sitcom like oh ha ha this person's gay oh my gosh how do we treat them and then it has a moral at the end of oh they're human beings treat them like human beings but in terms of trans specifically that is especially in I'm gonna say like uh, you know when I was watching television as a young child between 2000 and 2010 there really weren't many nuanced depictions of transgender characters I can't think of one However, there were experiences that did that did relate that that I related to. Not and it wasn't because it was a depiction of a trans character. It's funny because um, a typical plot device that can be used in shows mostly for humor is like, oh, ha ha, look, th- this person got turned into the opposite gender. Ha ha, like isn't that funny? What a what a quirky scenario. And through that, it's like. It's like my young brain was like, wait, people do that? And of course, it it wasn't actually real because it was just a television show and it was like some kind of like sci-fi crap. But it was just like the concept of like, wait a minute, what? People change genders? That's a thing? So inadvertently, even though it's something that was just supposed to be like a, like a weird plot device or, or something used for comedy, it inadvertently like made me feel not representative, but it made me feel like I had discovered a little piece of myself. And so I always remember... What show is it? There's lots of them. Oh. All kinds of children's shows. Children. Yeah, children's shows and I'm sure other kinds of shows. They always had like just, you know, on soap operas too, they always just had like these scenarios where like someone gets turned into the opposite gender and that that really kind of I remember those clearly rather than like rather than like episodes of shows not about that I remember right. those those in particular even if I don't remember a single thing about the show I remember oh wait I saw this happen in it and that just really kind of stuck with me and as a kid I, I had no idea why I'm like why am I so, why does this seem very interesting to me? Why am I fascinated? And actually, um, through those, you know, through seeing plots like that, it sounds it sounds like a very mundane way of, of realizing that your chance sounds very strange, but it's one of those things where it's like, as I as I saw more, then, then I started to make the connection. I'm like, then I stumbled onto the Wikipedia page for hormone therapy. This was like back in like 2009 or 2010, and I'm like, and I read about it, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, this is a real thing, like, people do this? And so that was, that's how, that's how movies and TV shows kind of sparked something in me. Now, as far as actual good depictions, that is very, very hit or miss. It's, it's, it's funny because only recently have we, at least in my opinion, have had really, really good um, portrayals of gay characters and and movies focused on gay characters. One really great example that I really like to bring up because I feel that it resonated with a lot of youth is uh, Love Simon. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was that was a really heartfelt movie, and it had a lot of it had a lot of people in the theater. You know, cis hat people in the theater. You know, they were able to maybe the, and if they had never seen a queer movie before, that was like their first way. There was their first chance to really empathize with someone. You know, right. in a movie like that. You see how they did it, though? See how they, like, did that, though? It's interesting if you break it down. He's a white guy. He's really not gay in life. He's straight. Oh, wow. His I didn't lead know love he... interest is gay. Yeah. I mean, in real oh, life. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah like, in lead, real life. But his lead love interest is a secondary character who's a person of color. Yep. It's oh, wow. I didn't even make that connection. I, I was just like, wow. This things I do with my life. I, I didn't oh, yeah. even make that connection. Yeah. I just, I just, I still think, regardless, it's. But no, still it's still a good, like, ma- good. It was a mainstream yeah. idea of, like, yeah, and a young person, not, not, a, you know, not someone that was older. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I know if you break it down, then you're like, okay, that is good. But then, like, we haven't gotten to the point of like putting a lead person of color that's actually gay, or like putting actually someone that is white or gay, and you know, we'll get there, I guess. Um, but it's a great movie. It's a great, it's a great way to look at things, and there's a really good show um, called Sex Education. It's a really good show. You should watch that show. Yeah, it's oh, funny. Okay. BBC show. Yeah, BBC show. Yeah. Uh, really funny. Also available on Netflix. Uh, of course, Steven Universe. Yeah. Um, Adventure Time, but not till the very last episode of Adventure Time. We realize they're together. 
the princess and the vampire. I spoiler alert. Sorry. To Stephen, the Stephen universe for a second. Actually, this is one thing that they're all over the map. Oh yeah, I and I, I love it because one one small detail, and it's not it's not really relevant. Like, no prior knowledge is necessary for any listeners. But essentially, in the show, there's a concept of two characters who can fuse together, become become one person. And there is a character, there's a fusion between the Sorry. male protagonist yeah. and the female uh, supporting supporting protagonist. And they are gender non-binary. They they look feminine. They have a very feminine presentation, but they have like they grow like facial hair, things like that. Just small touches like that. It's like that that not only makes can make. Uh, non-binary people feel representative. That can also make dysphoric, uh, dysphoric, you know, trans masculine and trans femme people also feel representative. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like, people don't think of those things. You're like, no, that just that simple like touch of something, or not talking it in that this way we're talking about it, but just doing it right as a part of. Because in their universe, and the diamonds and the gems and all that stuff, they don't have any of that. It just is what it is. Right. And our world is the one that like makes it all like complex and stupid. I I feel like the reason why we probably one of the reasons why we probably haven't seen more like we haven't seen a lot of main uh, protagonists in in movies that are gay gay actors, gay characters, trans actors, trans characters, things like that is because. I feel like companies, if, if companies know, like, or sorry, if, if, if studios know that something is going to make for a profitable film that people are going to see, they're going to do it. But the yeah, yeah. reason, the reason why people aren't going, aren't lining up to go see movies, why a lot of LGBT stuff remains independent, <clears throat> is not because people are homophobic or transphobic. Rather, I feel like a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of more casual viewing audience, like not people who who have a lot of history with movies and storytelling and have a lot of nuanced opinions on them, they always think, oh, if, if a movie is about something that I can't relate to, maybe I shouldn't see it. Uh, as far as, like, dramas are concerned and, like, in yeah. very emotional movies, it's like, if this doesn't relate to me, why should I watch it? Like... On the dollar amount is funny, too, like, right? So follow it in terms of money. They make things... You really break it down, like, we're, as a human race... Very boring people. Not all of us, but there's a lot of people that are just like stay in one idea of what it is, right? That's what creates homophobia, transphobia, any phobias. Because you're like, I'm just gonna stay over there because it's comfortable. I ain't right. going over there. Sometimes it turns into a bad thing and that person's a jerk and they do really horrible things. Or sometimes those people don't so like whatever, they don't even care about anything. Right. Um, movies make it easier for them to decide, right? Oh. Well, I grew up on Superman. I'm just going to go see a Superman film, and that's it. They don't do anything, nothing spectacular if you think about it, right? Like, the movie's cool, but nothing's like, you're not like, this is changing my life, really. Like, I'm sorry, like, it's not. (laughs) One, oh, sorry, I didn't interrupt you. One just really important thing I I do want to say, an opinion I was actually thinking about, uh, you know, a few days leading up to before we were going to do this recording. I was thinking... Um, a lot of people have the idea that it's like, okay, whenever whenever we have movies with gay and trans characters, they shouldn't be at the forefront. And and in some ways, I do understand that argument. However, at the point that we are in society, I feel like that is necessary. And in order to help to help people who are you know questioning if they should accept you know trans people, gay people. I feel like having having movies that depict their stories and their struggles yeah. is really good. Like, like we've had that with a lot of, especially more recently, a lot of movies have very, very uh, striking commentary on on discrimination and, and race, and that has a lot of people starting to starting to you know more empathize with people who deal with those things. So I think it's like it's like. Some people get mad when a studio is like, we're going to make a movie about a, just about a gay person and their story. And then everyone thinks, oh, well, it's 2019. Being gay is accepted. It's 2019. Being trans is accepted. Yeah, right. It kind it for some people it is, but I still think it's beneficial for the general movie audience to be exposed Absolutely. to things like that. You got to make things mainstream for people to understand. Like, I mean, I'm not dogging this place, but like there's too many small pockets here that would never even think about the queer culture. Oh, yeah. Just because why would they? They don't need to. 
Yeah. Um, they don't need to. But if you put it in the movie, there are a TV. There's a large population of queer people in every small town that I've been to, mm-hmm. and it, like people act like it doesn't exist, yeah. but it it's really there and it's really prevalent as long as you're willing to look for it. So like movies that even feature just very minor gay characters like uh, Beauty and the Beast with LeFou that and he he really made that choice on his own. His yeah. Choice. Like it I I think it was a great opportunity to like introduce that to uh, like younger people in small towns who who haven't been able to find the community yet. And it right. it yeah, really exactly. like exactly right because do we need to throw it in the face? So absolutely. We need to make way more and more and more and more and more. Then can we eventually like back off? Yeah, but we can't right now because people are not they're not there. It's like all of a sudden when they put a black and white person on the street together kissing. That was against all the rules in the eighties and nineties, like early nineties. Like they, you know, you don't let them kiss on t- on the screen together. But actually, you know, an influence that speaking of pop culture is that the great uh, one of the first powerful black women was on Star Trek in the seventies. Oh wow! And they were gonna have her kiss a white man, which was uh, William Shatner character and the history behind it supposedly is that they're like all right we'll do we'll do it two ways we'll do the kiss and then we'll film it the other way as well so what they did though is the actors they kept doing it and messing up and kept doing it and then they ran out of time so like oh well let's just film the other one just in case they don't want to see it and so because of that it screwed up something so they had to show them kissing so they got away with it and that but that showing that like people don't realize like that that's like such a pop culture influence anyway Star Trek they've done a lot of things where they brought in everybody because space the universe is endless they can just bring whoever they want and that's their excuse I guess like it's to different planets so um, you gotta show it if you don't show it then like every, like anything it'll be repressed and forgotten like queer history yeah to like history to uh, younger people who weren't born until years after that they like that seems like it was a forever ago but like it it's so recent yeah that like um like interracial people were allowed to have like a relationship on screen like before that um people of color had to be portrayed as uh people like maids and uh babysitters and stuff and that was pretty much it Baby says that's so specific. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> um, yeah, no, you have to show it. But that wasn't that was just recently. Think about it, like think about it in like the fifties, sixties, it was still illegal. Parts of America that you couldn't even be with a black person. And I think something that person. something that the no one uh, realizes, like the people of trouble realizes, it's like okay, once the laws were put in place, I believe ten segregation back in I believe it was the fifties, in the fifties or sixties. From there, people were like, oh, racism ended. Uh 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 uh. It it did not end. But the whole gay marriage thing. They're like, oh well, that's they they got that, so they're fine to go. Mm-hmm. No no. So a whole federal level. Things are on the federal level that we haven't even touched. Oh yeah. We can still be completely discriminated. Like I could be sexual orientation. I could so. be fired. Fired. I could. I could be denied housing. I could be. Yeah. I, I could. And it's from state to state too, right? Yeah. So it's like, no, no, no. We gotta and, get it. Yeah. There's plenty of like the majority of states. I'm still able to be killed for being queer, and that be a legal defense. Right. So. They can use it as like a. Yeah. And that way, it's really nice, even though we are located in a very conservative part of Maryland, we're still in a very, very progressive, forward-thinking state overall. Yeah, at yeah. In my, at least from what I've seen. Yeah. Um, so, speaking of that, mm-hmm. just because I went to Glisten, Maryland, Glisten, it's interesting, because the bathroom thing came up. And the, the guy that was part of passing that legislation, but in Baltimore, right? So, like, it's still, like, a weird, he's this, like, white, cis, you know, straight guy, right? Right. <laughs> and they did move something forward, but it's, like, only single stalls, 
not general bathrooms. And though a restaurant doesn't have to do it if they don't. Oh no, they don't have they don't have someone going around like checking to see if people have done it. You can report it. I go, that's interesting to me because I think someone should. If you go around and having to check if if a health inspector comes in and has to check all those other things, the bathroom should just go on the list, and that's just bad. If you didn't do it in your thing, you're gonna get points taken away because you didn't change your bathrooms. And they like he like walked around that, and all the kids were like, that's stupid. They're like, whatever, it's not good enough. I'm like, you know, like baby steps. I go, I know, but you should have just went there. I don't know. To me, it's like you should have just went there, made it a mandate on on the list of things to do. If you're gonna say that your lighting or your water or your this or that, it's just like just make it all one thing. Yeah, like I I agree on. When people like, step back. It's like baby steps is a great idea, but like it's 2019. Yeah, that like it. We are really really far into this fight. Like there's there's no reason for just that tiny addition to be to not be included in that baby step. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like it's 100% necessary. The kids were not having that. They were like, oh gosh. No. Now, was this a single stall uh, for like a gender neutral restroom? Is that what it yeah. was about? Okay. That's yeah, really cool. so like any place that has a single stall, it's gender neutral. Anyone can use it. Say if that was like just a single stall for a man, a single stall for a woman, now it's just. Oh, two gender neutral ones. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I think that. That just honestly makes sense in general, no, especially for smaller for for small places that just have two toilets and two sinks and a blue sign and a pink sign. It's like really, if, if there's a line of people that you have, it just makes more sense yeah. to like like if you go to, if you go to a crowded place, they're not going to make the bathrooms for certain genders. They're just gonna be like, up, oh, use whichever one way till it opens up. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Now we have to move on to the negative side. Okay, yeah. We kind of already started talking about that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, my biggest thing for me is like the... We still do this to this day. Is the stereotypical shit that you see. Like, if you show, like... Think about it back in the 70s or 80s when they did movies. And they have movies like Tootsie and they have oh, all those things yeah. like that. Now, I get it. Fine. But they, they brought that to Broadway, Tootsie the Musical, right? And it's interesting because if you took it out of context, no, if you just took it out of the show, you didn't see the show, and the top, the way you talk about it is this. This person is a male actor. He's not getting any work. So he just up like a female actress to get work. Think about that. When, in that business specifically, like there are ton, way more women that are just trying to get the job, and guys get more work than girls do. And that's the plot they use. And he dresses up in drag. It's, it's, it's like sex. It's like they're trying to make a commentary on sexism, but they're literally making the exact the wrong one. Yeah. They're, they're, it's like the reverse. Of, of it's the weird, point. right? It's like when you think about it, I was I like, it's like closing. But that they could have done during that time was having a person of color be the lead, and then them just trying to get a job because right. that would have been yeah, right. That that would have been commentary, and it wouldn't have been in any way degrading to to the queer community. It would have been representative of actual struggles that were happening. So it's something very simple that could have been done, but they chose not to do it. The only person that did anything for that stuff really was a leading is Harvey Harvey Feinstein. Harvey Feinstein. Stein. 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 Harvey Feinstein. He did hairspray, all that. He's he did Torch Song Trilogy, which is a great film. Uh, Sad and play, Uh, but he's the only one that like pioneered. And put uh, gay issues to the forefront, and put gay actors in those parts to the forefront, and that started in the '80s. Also, like John Waters, uh, you know, even though they were crazy ass films, um, still it was all queer actors doing it, um, but still like in negative ways. Yeah, there's there's a lot of stereotypes, and yes, like some people do fit the stereotype, but like the vast majority of people who fall under the same category even don't fit anywhere close to that. So like with Big Mouth, one of the one of the supporting characters being a stereotypical gay gay teen, mm-hmm. like that's all right. Didn't need that. Didn't need it. He could have just been a dude. Yeah, just like hanging out or whatever, you know. And then they do have the other character. I will say they give them, I give them this. They have the one boy who's like back and forth, back and forth, yeah. back and forth, back and forth. Oh. Totally fine. That show was crazy. Though. 
and then there's obviously a lot of uh, villain characters, particularly from older things, where they very much fall into the stereotype of uh, being queer because they have all the stereotypical qualities, and that kind of led to a lot of people viewing queer people as a bad thing because they associated the qualities with the bad characters. Yeah, so, correct. Correct, there's a lot. There's a lot of that. They're, they're, they're like a murderer. Yeah. Like a serial killer. Okay. Well, they could be. I'm not saying they can't be. One of the most famous serial killers ever was gay. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. I'm so, in, I'm so, in, I'm really into true crime, and there are so many instances of, of serial killers who are repressed homosexuals, or in, in a lot of cases also repressed, repressed uh, transgender people. Like, yeah, there's a that um, idea of because um, some people like there's this weird underground um, trans like sexual community right like right. men cis men that are like just want trans or transsexual to stress up in like this like the, the whole this is like this whole thing subculture and out of that people use that and put that in the movies and they made them like I think that's the same thing bad I one one really interesting um, example I have, which which is which is taking a which is taking a negative from something in the old days and then actually turning it to like kind of like a half step into a positive. So um, there's an old television show from the late '80s. I believe it was like either like the very very like tip end of nineteen of the nineteen eighties or the very early '90s. It was called Twin Peaks. It was a very yeah. acclaimed acclaimed show. In, in it, at one point, there is a trans character, and at first, this character is introduced. And, oh, we're oh we're having special you know we're having special agent such and such. She's going to be coming down to help us, and it's and it's David Duchovny from the X Files, and he talks like this. Hi, I'm like let's just I forget the name, but let's just say Susan. Hi, I'm Susan, and she gets made fun of multiple times. Although, although in the end, she's still someone who, who like the, who like the cast starts to more like for the brief time she's there. And twenty something years later, Twin Peaks got rebooted. It was it became a Showtime uh, show, and David Duchovny returns. That character returns, and David Duchovny is still doing like the. Uh, like um, Susan, blah blah blah, that that kind of voice. But everyone is is just everyone's just treating her like a woman and treating her completely normal. And it's like rather than rather than what they could have done is casted a different actor, a trans actor, a, a trans actor and shown her shown her progress through the years. But I, I at least still commend them for for simply have for some for, for for taking the mistake that they had made earlier and acknowledging it. Like that's. There's there's some shows that have done that before where they'll yeah they'll, they'll make a mistake. step further though that's the thing like oh, yeah the problem is the writing teams and the producers probably aren't queer and like Definitely yeah not. and they don't I feel like don't. just showing a trans character isn't enough anymore we have to like for actual positive representation we can't do the bare minimum anymore no no. Like it, it, you have to face. take it. You have to take it farther. It has to be like really out there, like Euphoria starring Zendaya. Mm-hmm. Top notch show. Um, What's this? Let's explain that show. To uh, Euphoria. It's um, it centers around a cis female character uh, that who is played by uh, Zendaya and um, her love interest, a trans woman. I can't remember her name. Oh, I was just researching her the other day, and, but she's really cool. Um, it actually, like... The actress it, is really cool. Like, you Yeah, they're trans actress. I can't remember her she, name. I want to say it's actually, Hunter. I want to say it's Hunter something. Yeah, she's actually a trans woman playing a trans female character, and um, they, like, show basically that it's not... Re- like, relationships... Queer relationships aren't actually all that different from cis relationships. People just kind of pretend relationships it is. Relationships are relationships. People yeah. think, do pretend it is. And they and like they actually the the part that got me watching it was like one of the posters actually showed um, the lead trans actress like in her underwear and like it, they didn't 
like tried to cover the fact that she has a penis. So like it was, I thought that was just really amazing that they're actually doing that step farther. Transparent's like that too. Did you watch Transparent? I have not. I've been I've been Ending putting it off. because he got caught yeah, being a sexual whatever. A good guy. I know, but um, however they most everybody that writes on that team is trans. Everybody that's in that show is trans with the exception of like him and obviously the kids and stuff like that. But there's a character what's her name and that's in that show. She's her best friend. Uh, she's a great singer too. She there was a whole scene with her where they're completely naked and completely everything. Which is great. And she's also in the show, she's with um, I mean to believe the man is straight, but just fell in love with her. And she just happens to be trans. So uh, it's a good show. It was a good show. it was a good show. But what are you gonna do? They're ending it. Well, cause yeah, she just killed him off. Well, they, then they did kill him off, but the actor. Yeah. Right. Mora. Mora is her name. Yeah. Um, such a good show, too. I remember hearing about that. I was so disappointed when I heard about it's that. It's really sad, because like, the show is so good, and the writing is so good. And what are you going to do? I'm sure there's tons of them like that in Hollywood. I mean, there is tons of them like that in Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. But, talk about stereotypical shit. Um... But they have shows like that, you know. But it just needs to come off of those. It needs to come onto the main, like post. Oh, the post is FX, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. So that's not even into like ABC, NBC. We need them on NBC, ABC, CBS, because that's what majority of people are gonna watch. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, Will and Grace, being all the way back in the nineties. Yeah. Um, that that was like a lot of people's first introduction to anyone who was queer. And that, like, it really got to, like, it, some of it played on stereotypes and jokes about queer yeah, people Jackson, and stuff. Such a stereotype. Yeah. Funny, but stereotype. But it, I think it was a fantastic thing that, like, it actually, they, they actually got that on the air and people actually got to see yeah. queer yeah. people on screen. So, I think, I think since that, that was the first step taken back in the 90s. Let's get back into showing queer people regularly. And they kissed on TV too, Jack and Will. They did. They were on like a, it was like Good Morning America in the show. And they kissed, and that, and that was a big deal. I was like, well, Roseanne did too. That girl kissed her, and that was in like the early nineties. Yeah, uh, late eighties, early nineties. Um, but little, you know, it's there. Will and Grace was a huge. Everyone knows Will and Grace, even if you don't think you, you know, even if... Yeah, like, personally, I haven't watched it, and I, I want to, but I, I never have, and, like, it's good. I, it's I knew about it well before I started uh, watching anything that was actually queer, mm-hmm. so, and I, I mean, it's such an iconic uh, piece of history, and I think, I think we need to start showing uh, more... Uh, queer, queer centered TV shows on popular networks. One, oh, sorry, one network that is making absolutely amazing strides that has been doing it for probably the past decade now is the Disney Channel. Yes, the Disney Channel is amazing. It it first started out as small anecdotes, like in this in this one television show they have Good Luck Charlie, whatever. They have a scene where 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 a baby that's coming over for a play date with with like the the baby who's like one of the main characters has two moms. It's just like just like oh, there's two moms, and then everyone just, everyone the entire family and like the sitcom family is like oh, that's cool. And and then there's the op- the the openly gay supporting character in that one sitcom. I can't remember what it's called. Andy Mac. Andy Mac. Yeah. There's openly gay character in an episode about coming out. Like it's amazing. Like there's it's another one really too. Good. It's like just two dads. They come and they drop their kid off to this one house. The house. I think that I think that might be uh, Nickelodeon. Uh, the Loud House. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And and also one of because uh, the Loud House has like this is like about a giant family. One of the sisters in the family is a lesbian. There's literally an episode about her like realizing she's a lesbian and like asking this girl out at school and it's adorable. Yeah, because she has a love interest with a neutral name and everyone's like. Oh yeah, Whoa, I heard what's about he this. like? Yeah. I, we have to find out what he looks like, who he is, and then like we find out like at the end of the episode, it's a girl, and like it, 
it shouldn't be this big moment because like this should already be common but like it was amazing and iconic to like actually see a young person with a queer love interest and on well, the, the Connors show. the Connors did a really good there was an episode of the Connors where a darling son is uh, gay and uh, there was never ever coming out episode it was just like Okay, so then there was a moment at school that he had with a friend, and the friend kissed him, and then they had to go to the office, and the mo- the mom, that friend's the friend's mom, is, she's crazy, and the kid denied it, and then that hurt his feelings, and then he went home, and he was like, "This is so dumb. I can't believe it. I, I don't, I can't believe it. I don't, I don't want to be gay anymore, and this and that." And then obviously Darlene's like, "No," and she's like, "She's like, you can be who the fuck you want." She just goes on, 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 on. And then it's like a beautiful, but it's not a coming out show. People call it a coming out show. It's not really a coming out show. It's just a part of what they're doing and and what he's experiencing through love instead of just like this whole thing and this crazy mother and person or whatever. And like, so it's like a, it's a nice moment and her parent, the parents are so ridiculous. What I hope they do in that show is I think they're gonna do this is that they make a really great relationship between. Dan, the, the, the dad, the grandfather, and him, because it seems to be like it would be a great, 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 great story to like show that love, and they have such a great connection in the show, and so they're doing they're doing cool stuff. But they need to put more people of like color through those stories. Yeah, like definitely having some yet. queer representation, but we, we don't get to see um, queer people of color at all. Like it, I, we got we. Like, the first queer person of color I saw as a main character was in uh, in Sex Education. Like, that's... Yeah, he's funny, and, too. Yeah, and, like, obviously, he's not even the leading character, but, like, no, that was... he's a very, very white boy, but he's cute, too, but it's just very... Yeah, but, like, the, it, it took so long for a queer person of color to be the main... To be a main character. It wasn't until trans. Yeah, like... I'm, I can't really think of anything... In a positive way, too, because, like... Because, like, yeah, there was um, the one movie about Brendan Tina, I can't remember the name of uh, Boys Don't Cry, from, I think, yeah. early 2000s or the 90s or something, yeah, yeah. and he dies at the end. And That's a sad movie in general. Yeah, it, it's, like, I'm, I own it, and I've never watched it because I'm, I'm going to cry if I watch it. <laughs> There, isn't it funny, like, some movies you, I don't watch again because I was like, I know what's going to happen and I can't watch it again over and over. I cry too easy. So, me I mean, I can't... I, I really, I really want to watch it. And it's, I know it's going to be a good movie, but I'm... I know what happens. You should so watch Transparent, you guys. I, I've always intended to. I really want to You will just sob so much. <laughs> but it's also, like, really beautiful and, and shot. It's filmed beautifully, like, the direct, directors... Oh my god, they're just so good, and the cinematography and all the stuff. Because not only is it like, not only do they have a trans mom, but they also have um, one of the kids. She does, she's just none, but she doesn't. She's gender fluid. She's. I don't know. They don't talk about that. They don't do any of those things. But like, okay. they don't. She does not care. She was this and that and this and that. And then the other, all her kids have like a little, a little something going on. <laughs> And uh, it's great. And all the actors, of course, are really good. Um, and you'll cry your eyes out. Uh, around trans people, specifically. Like, people are acting like that wasn't a thing until, like, five years ago. Oh. And, like... Oh, because, like, that's when we started getting... Like, trans people started getting public representation, specifically around Caitlyn Jenner. And, like... Who is such, terrible such person. an amazing ally. So I'm basically sarcastically, of course. Yeah. Terrible person, and, but like it actually showed people that trans people do exist. But like trans people have been around forever. Like, well, it's the language too, right? So like, language obviously is a big influence in our world because that's all we do. When you, when everyone's like, there's so many like words for things now, like demisexual, pansexual, omnisexual, bisexual, transsexual, all those things. Those feelings and those ways of being have always been there. We're just now putting them in a place where people can be like, oh, yes, that's the definition of how I am. Right. Yeah, and, uh, but that's going to take time. I mean, it doesn't help that we have a stupid piece of shit in office. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, it doesn't help. That, that doesn't help. 
literally, uh, I think it was like a month or two months after getting in, it's like, okay, so Obama made all that progress to make sure the trans bathrooms were nice. Guess what? I'm going to take that away. Despite literally before getting elected um, saying, I am going to be the most, I'm going to be the most... Uh, the most LGBT supportive president in the history of the country. Nope. And then he goes and does that stuff. And his administration, his administration's almost worse than him. Yeah, almost. Yeah. The, the trying to define biology, trying to define gender based on quote unquote immutable bio- biological characteristics. They don't know though. Why would they know that? You're exactly. The, you're the blah 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 of the treasury of this whatever. I'm like, why the fuck would you know that? Yeah. You don't. I don't even know because you know what? I'm not a person in medicine. I don't know. I read things. I educate myself. But I'm not going to sit here and tell you I know all all of that because why would I do that? That's why I started the podcast because people are literally speaking on this communities they know nothing about. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, but you don't really know that. Mm -mm. You're not trained. You're not – you don't know that. You know something that you might have heard or some – someone says something to you and and then you make a – it's the joking that bothers me the most. It's like, in jest, when people like, they say things in jest towards sexuality, any sexuality. I'm like, like I get it when you're a kid. Like, we all did it. Right. But like, you still have to somewhat grow up. And right. Like, get over yourself. Yeah, like, I, okay, so I um, am an education major. So I, I spend a lot of time uh, interning at uh, elementary schools. And, like, there are kids who are, like, still calling each other gay as a joke. And I, like, now they're actually understanding what it means. Right. And they're still doing it, which is kind of... Well, because there's no, there's no education off. inside of it in the system. There's no LGBT curriculum. Well, in yeah. Jersey there will be. We just passed it. Through Maryland's going to have it, too. Fifth through twelfth. Well, actually, well, that's because California was the first one that did it, right? Then Jersey now is 5th through 12th grade, but all subjects. Which California doesn't do all subjects, and it's not all grades. Um, but, but if you don't have it in the school system, if you don't have it in the book, if you don't, can't see this is how you should talk to somebody and have empathy towards a specific person, of course you're going to use that language. Why not? Yeah, and I mean, like... Why not? Queer people have been around for so long, like in forever in, in North. They're even queer. They're during yeah. the Greek times and day. We're real queer like, then. Norse mythology, <laughs> um, all that mythology in Shakespeare, all that. Like Norse mythology, there's Loki. He was gender fluid. Oh my god, I know. Um, I love that Viking then, show. It's so good, by the way. Do you watch Vikings? No, but oh, I really. Oh, <laughs> I watched that. I've, the first four so, seasons are really good, but then everything. That's else. where I saw. There's I so many shows that I want to yeah, watch. Because it got kind of stupid after that. But um, well, Loki's in that. And so then good. there's. Um, uh, there's a trans Roman empress uh, who, like, uh, El Gabala, she went around her whole life, like, ask, asking a bunch of doctors, like, will you do a sex change on me? And they're like, mm, no, because I can't, because of morals. And ew, people are acting like it's such a new thing. Oh, no, no, no. It's like, if, you, if you're going to do it through the art perspective, right? Go way back. Look at all of the art that... If you go to the if you ever get a chance to go to Italy and go to Rome and get to the uh, uh, the Vatican, it's all naked. Everything is naked, naked. It's naked, because naked, Michelangelo was gay. Yeah, of course. So. And that maybe that's not what you called him at that time because that language that was language wasn't specifically there. Yeah. But they had lots of like you know party orgies and all that stuff, and everybody was just doing everybody. He yeah. he was definitely attracted to guys, and yeah. he had no idea what breasts looked like. Apparently, no, no, not at all, because there's like nothing in like his the... his male like all all his female statues like it looks like a man's body, and then like if he cut a melon in half and stuck it on the chest. Yeah. So, I mean, it's and there was, he was a, obviously a queer. famous. Um, uh, oh, it's uh, oh God! I'm sorry, everybody that's listening. If I bastardize this, but in during the Egyptian times, there is a oh, there was a, a queen. They were like, well, we want a king, and they're like, well, she's like, well, then fine, I'll just dress up like a man. You can call me king if that makes you feel better. Yeah, uh, that, well, right. I believe that was uh, Tutankhamun. 
Yeah. Yeah. And they just would wear the tin and thing. And, like, if you feel more comfortable calling me a man, I'm still going to rule this country. <laughs> you can feel more Listen, comfortable doing that. my birthright, I don't care what the fuck you call me. Exactly. I'll dress up like a man for you. And they did for, like, a long time. So. See, um. I can imagine me back then, what it was like. Like, I don't know. While this, while this movie that I'm going to, to reference does play into the problem of of casting cishet people as trans characters, the film The Danish Girl featuring Eddie, Eddie Redman is an extreme, it's still an extremely good film. It is, yeah, it's I don't about think, I'm not saying you can't do that. It's just right. like, you know, but there are lots of them that there's there, tons there's of trans so actors. There's so many trans actors. Yeah. And like, he, it's better he's to have, a no. it's better to have like cis men play trans men mm-hmm. or uh, mm-hmm. cis women play trans women than it, is, than it is for a cis man to play a trans that's, woman. That, yeah. That's the thing that upsets me the most. And it's like... He's the, so good though. This is, oh yeah, it's an amazing movie. But what upsets me is it's like, if they want an accurate depiction of trans people, obviously, you know, there are there are some trans people who are very open and they don't do, they don't do much to change themselves or their appearance or their tone of speaking that is perfectly acceptable. But for, for a lot of just... Re- for a lot of just trans people, you know, like stealth trans people, people yeah. who keep their identity hidden, like yeah. the ones you might you might see every day and not know that you're seeing, yep. that having in these movies, always having the the trans woman character like talk like this the whole time is like it's it's I don't think it's an accurate depiction. I really don't mm-hmm. like it's it's not. I, would, I mean, and someone can correct me on this, but like I believe most want to be them true selves like really like all the way go balls like full like the whole gen- yeah. everything because that's that's actually because you know everybody's born female right oh i do know that yeah. you know that and we just happen this just happens to be extra right like animals <clears throat> animals are a good example of that kind of thing right like do you know there's a fish in the ocean i always talk about this because i think it's so <laughs> fascinating there's a fish in the ocean that will be go from male to female in th- under 30 minutes. Wow. They go behind a rock, they shed their entire skeleton, flip and grow and like this whole thing and then come out and they're like, here, I'm here. So to me it's like, if you're gonna be so ignorant, ignorant as to go as to say that it doesn't exist and it's existing in fish and there's like um, queer animals and like penguins, there's like a whole article right now on those two penguins that these two guy penguins that fell in love and are protecting the egg together. It's like, but like, if you're gonna like really try to like argue with me, I was like, all right, well, I'm gonna give you my example of a fish every time now, because it exists everywhere, the ocean to I don't know up there. There, there are birds. I know that much. One hundred percent. Like there's birds, there's bugs, there's fish, there's humans. Um, and honestly, in my opinion, we just happen to be the mistake, and we're all just here by mistake, and everyone else it was just supposed to be the animals and the dinosaurs, but we just happened to... The sheer dumb fucking luck of evolution that decided to produce us. That's all it is. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to say, Stardust just happened to take, and we all formed into all these beings of craziness. Anyways. But I always do the example of the fish, because... I think that's fascinating. It like, is. You're going to argue with me that it's not possible, yet there's a fish with under, and like, I think like, I think it's like under 30 minutes transforms like that because they know that they have to continue their species, uh, but they need the, they need that yin and the yang, right? The, the, the strong, like they need that, whatever that is in the universe to like balance it out. They're like, oh, well, I'm done. Come around the corner, foot, I'm female, I'm better than you, and we're gonna go off and create more. But, um, yeah, there's, uh, I know that connecting this back to pop culture, um, sorry. Oh, you're fine. Um, well, that it was from a Disney film that I saw that. So. <laughs> um, in Finding Nemo, clownfish are actually supposed to, like, if the mother dies, clownfish are supposed to, like, male clownfish are supposed to, uh, become female, yes. and that, that doesn't happen, but that's what happens in nature. Right. So, I mean... I'm saying. It's it's, saying. It's something that they could have done way back in the early 2000s and, like, nobody would have batted an eye because, oh, that's just how fish are. Or that's how clownfish are. And... 100%. 100%. And animals in general, probably because I can't talk, but, like, if, if, if... if a woman dies, if it's like a male and a female lying together and a woman dies, 
the companionship just they're just gonna go to their male companionships anyways and like they just do those things. You can speak up. Sorry, I'm so sorry. We're I'm so sorry. I just thought of an amazing example <laughs> recently in pop culture depicting queer people. The the TV show The Good Doctor. I don't watch the show personally, but a lot of people oh, watch it. He's uh, the actors in the Freddie Highmore. Yeah, he yeah. is he is in the show. He is high functioning autistic. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there is literally an episode where they have a where they have a trans girl and uh, um, Freddie Highmore's character being being a doctor and being being autistic has a lot of trouble getting around the concept of this person has male parts. Like the file says male, but they are female. Like like and having such a hard time, and the character actually misgenders them th- throughout you know throughout the episode, and it's like it seems like a horrible thing, and then eventually uh, he comes to understand and and accept, just like just realize it's like wow, you know this really means a lot to this person to be referred to as that. I was just an, I just thought off the top of my head and didn't mean to interrupt you. That was just such an amazing example. Like I didn't watch the, I don't watch the show, but I watched that episode because it. Now would it be cool if they just created a show? Where another doctor show, there's so many damn doctor shows, but if, or, that's a good example actually, because that's where people would mostly start to do the whole misgendering thing mm-hmm. or whatever. They should do it, but then like the whole hospital is queer and everyone just comes in and like there's never like a second guess. They're like, what do you, what do you prefer? Or they say, what's your preferred pronoun? Yeah, like they, oh. they're yeah, like, that, that, that in a like, major television they, show would make like, so many people angry. It would be a- great. It I love pissing people off. Yeah. So I'm going to have to get over their stupid selves. If ABC did that, that would be such a groundbreaking show. And like they, I think CBS like, would do it first if they were going to do it. Honestly, CBS yeah. would do it first. But, um, it, like they could, they could just go and be like, all right, so we need your sex because of medical purposes, but uh, what are your pronouns? What's your preferred name? You know, anything we need to know. And like that, I feel like Imagine. that would, Like that would play into like the massive fascination with uh, medical dramas that uh, people have for some reason. Yeah. Um, and then... So many we, medical dramas. And then massive queer representation as opposed to one, one episode every like three seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the other thing. I think... Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Okay. Um, one thing right now, and I'm going to relate this back to pop culture, even though at first it just sounds like a, a political thing. Right now, one of the biggest battles going on for, for LGBT people is the question... And I know I keep talking about translated stuff, but at the moment that seems to be at the forefront because, you know, ever since gay marriage was legalized, then people, the news has shifted away from covering gay things mm-hmm. to trans things. Yeah, Just yeah. the battle of like, oh, our ch- children, ch- our ch- children shouldn't, you know, children shouldn't transition, you know, until they're a certain age. Blah, blah, The bathroom, blah. all things like that. I feel like, I feel like even just something as simple as the next step is in those Disney Channel shows to have a trans character. Mm-hmm. Have you know have a gender, gender more gender non-conforming character? It's it's simple. It really doesn't take that much because ch- children children can easily be children don't have any biases either way. And starting starting with with children's media first and making sure that it is progressive, which has definitely been the, the way that things have went, is really important. And then also working on, of course, big mainstream adult movie and t- television audiences. Right. They uh, a lot. There is a lot of really good children's books. Speaking of education, going back to that, there's a really good. There's lots of good books that are starting to like, and they do it through all sorts of things. They do it through like mommy, mommy, daddy, daddy, or um, or you don't have a typical, you don't have a mom or a dad, right? And they do it through. This is a great book. My one of my favorite. I can't remember the name, but I like it. It's all done through like aliens. Oh. But it shows you there's no like, there's no restrictions. Oh. But they'll do it. They'll get there. All right. So you have to. Each of you have to say. You sort of just said it, but say one thing. One thing that you want to see. You just said it though. Say it again. Say something shorter that you want to see in, in the in pop culture. I would like to see a trans character depicted much in much in the same way that that gay supporting characters are starting to be depicted in children's media. I would like to see um, a non-binary or gender non-conforming person who doesn't just, who isn't basically coded after a butch lesbian. Well, that was just us sitting in a cafe in 
Frostburg, Maryland. A really cute cafe, by the way. And it's just as simple as that. Have a conversation. Think about how we've grown and how we haven't grown and what we still need to do to um, take the queer community and just let everybody know that we've been here the the whole time and you're all like, yes, I love that, I love that. Well, a lot of that comes from the queer community. So, hope you enjoyed it. Thank you. And I'm your host, Anthony Giorgio, and thank you for listening to another episode of QT, Queer Teen Podcast, encouraging the next generation of queer youth from across the world to stand up for what's right. And remember, listen, learn, love.